let me share just a couple of things with you because we care about you. Whether we've met you or not, we care about you. And I want to talk to you about the most important decision of your life. Anybody know what I'm talking about already? John 3.16, they'll put these up on the, the board for us. John 3.16, anybody know it? For God so loved the world, a world that for the most part didn't love him. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The Lord spoke to my heart some years ago that the greatest expression of love is giving. When I heard that, I thought, is that right? The greatest expression of love is giving. And then the Lord reminded me of this verse. Yes. For God so loved that he gave. And he gave the greatest thing, the greatest one that he had. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life, eternal life. When people die in this world, on this earth, that is not the end. You know, sometimes people talk about, you know, I'm, they're just so fed up with life. They're thinking about committing suicide and just end it all. That's not the end. You kill yourself. That's not the end of you. You'll just be outside your body. And here's one of the most sobering truths of all. Even though past dying and leaving this world life is not the end, not everyone is going to heaven. Now we live in a world that tries to say, you know, try to make everything all inclusive. And, and God loves everybody and he does. And so everybody's going to heaven. No, they're not. Not if you believe the Bible. Now you can make up stuff if you want to and believe that. But the Bible says differently. That there's only one way. That you go to heaven. Now if you don't accept the Bible, you're not a believer, well, you know, then you believe whatever you decide to. But when you die, you're going to find out whether it's right or not. And it could be late. But Jesus said, if you don't believe I'm the one, you'll die in your sins. You'll die lost. But what do we read? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever, don't you like that? It doesn't matter where you were born, what your background is, whoever will do what? Believe in him. You won't perish. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. You won't perish, but you will have everlasting life. Anybody in here believes in him? It's the most important decision you'll ever make. Sometimes I've, I've heard people say, well, I'm sorry, you know, y'all all, you know, that, you know, wild, fanatical uh, Christian bunch, that faith bunch. I just can't believe all that. I'm educated. I went to college. I, I, I can't believe in it. No, you're saying it wrong. Not you can't believe in it. You choose not to. That's right. Faith is a choice. That's right. And if you choose not to, you're in the most dangerous position. Yes. 
because you don't know about tomorrow. People are leaving here. They tell us some 150,000 people are going to leave this planet today. Somewhere. People are leaving, dying and leaving this place at the rate of about two every second. And so uh, uh, we need to be ready to go. How many think you need to be ready to go all the time? There's so much, you know, this, this earth is a dangerous place to be. And the only way you can be ready to go is that if you, nobody making you, you chose to believe on him. And you chose to put your faith in what he has done to save you. Has anybody in here done that? I want to, I want to see. Can, can you say, I believe in him? I believe in him. I've made the choice to put my faith in him. Can you say amen? amen. You know, uh, we're celebrating here today, first of all, God's goodness. I'm so pleased with, with uh, looking at these uh, videos and these pictures it just, I well up inside of how you, the church, have risen to the task and, and not just come and done nothing but work and serve the Lord by serving each other. It's, it's so impressive to me. I'm so blessed by it. I can see why, when the Lord first sent us to Branson, I didn't know why. We had not been here. We would not spent any time here. We didn't know anybody here. I know why now. You. You wanted to serve God. You wanted to do what he wanted you to do. And uh, we ha God has given us a tremendous church family. That was a good place to say amen. Real life. God has given us a tremendous church family. One of the best. I didn't say better than other folks, but one of the best. And uh, in doing that, we have opportunity to serve him by serving each other. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Uh, go with me, if you would, to Romans. Oh, excuse me, you don't have to go there. They'll put it on the screen. Romans 8.32. We're celebrating today. How good God is and how gracious he's been to us and how much he loves us. And we're also celebrating our love for him. And the way we show our love for him, he so loved us that he gave to us. Well, if we love him, we give to him. We give our time. We give our, our trust. And we give to each other. The way we express our love for him is by giving to each other, which is why we do what we do. We're giving to each other, not um, asking for anything in return, but just as an expression to say, we think you're important. We, th we think you're valuable. We want you to be blessed. We want you to have a good day. If there's something you've been believing for, we're going to believe with you to, to find it. For it to find you. Right? We're going to pray a prayer here in a few minutes. That all of the things that are in these tents. That people that we've all brought. Uh, they're seed. Seed. Yes. 
We're not just giving it away, we're sowing it. And this seed is important. These are good things. And so we're going to believe that every seed winds up in the right hands. Can you say amen to that? And only God could do that. But if you've been here before, does he do it every time? He does it every time. Causes the right thing to wind up in the right hands. And you'll, you'll hear people talk about, you know, try to find fault with folks like us that believe that God wants you to be blessed and have some things. And uh, uh, they don't understand how good he is. The devil is lying on God. He, he is convincing millions of people to blame God for every bad thing that's going on in the world. But it's lies. I said it's lies. It's the devil himself who is the thief and the killer and the destroyer. God is good. Oh, somebody say good. Good. God is good. How good is he? He's so good you can't tell it all. He's so good it'll take the rest of eternity for him to show us and reveal to us. The scripture says throughout the, the ages to come, he's going to reveal to us the exceeding riches of his grace. You can't really wrap your head around that, but for believers... 10,000 years from now, 100,000 years from now, we will be experiencing the goodness of God. We will think it couldn't get any better than this. And you know, that's, that's a phrase you need to correct. You'll hear sometimes people say, oh, it, it don't get any better than this. Well, actually it does. <laughs> no matter what you're experiencing, it does. And in 10,000 years from now, we'll be going, oh my Oh, glory to God. And the Lord will say, you like this? We go, oh, oh, we like this. He'll say, look at this. And he'll reveal some more of his grace and all of us will go, ooh, ah, wow. We're going to be doing this in the ages to come. And his will is not different on earth than in heaven. He said to pray thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Romans 8.32, if God spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, if he would give us Jesus, and he has, what would he withhold from you? If God spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? You'll hear people say, well, I don't know if the Lord would want you to have a car or not. He gave you Jesus. What would a car be? Come on, are you with me or not? Well, I don't know if the Lord would help me to get a house. Maybe he don't want you to have a house. You've been listening to the wrong folks. He is the Almighty. He is the one who gives us, the Bible said, richly. Everybody say richly. I'm quoting scripture, 1 Timothy 6, 17. He gives us richly all things to enjoy. It's not that he doesn't want you to have anything. The problem is people love the things more than they do God. People go after the money. They go after the house. They go after the car. 
They got no time for church. They got no time for God. He is opposed to that. Making those things your idols and those things your God. Oh, but if people only knew. If you'll put God first, he said, seek first the kingdom of God and what he says is right. And all the things that the world is running for and working so hard to get and chasing so hard, the Bible said he would add them to you. You believe that or not? If you put him first, Phyllis and I are testimony of that. We came from, from nothing and the Lord has blessed us, blessed us, blessed us. The more we put him first, the more he blesses us. The more we give, the more it comes back to us multiplied. Can anybody else testify to that? Somebody say, good, good, the Lord is good. Oh, he's good. Somebody say, he's good. He's good. He's so good. The scripture says, let the saints rejoice in his goodness. The psalmist said, how great is his goodness. Also, the psalmist said, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. They were singing a few minutes ago, taste and see that the Lord is good. Now, a lot of religious stuff that people say is God is not God. And so you can't go by everything you see in here. And there's a lot of folks, they're not Christians because they have relatives that are. Yeah. And they say, hey, if being a Christian is being like them, no thank you. They're bitter, they're this, they're no fun, they're whatever. Well, no, uh, maybe they are believers, but they're not doing it right. Because he is good. Good and his goodness extends to all, and his mercy endures forever. Yes, thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let, me, let me read you one more verse, and then I want to lead you in a prayer. Jesus said, and they'll put it on the screen for us. He said, let me get it right here, Mark 8 34. When he called the people to him, his disciples, he called, and he said, whoever will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever will save his life shall lose it. If you just live for yourself, you will lose everything eventually. But whoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. The devil will tell you, if you really go after God and live for him, your fun is over. Your enjoyment of life is over. That's the biggest lie. Yes. Like we said before, you can't even enjoy a house or a car or fishing or playing ball unless the Lord's with you. Unless his presence is with you and his joy and his peace. Yes. You put him first, he will help you to have the best of everything that counts. You put him first and you'll save your life. Anybody interested in saving your life? Verse 36. For what shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What have you done in life? 
If you accomplished every natural thing that you wanted to, if you made all the money you ever dreamed about, got all the stuff you ever thought about, well, you're getting older by the minute. And one of these days you're going to be gone. And if you lost your soul, what did your life amount to? What did you do? What did you accomplish? Come on, somebody said out loud, I'm not going to lose my soul. Verse 37 What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Verse 38, whoever therefore will be ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of him also shall the son of man be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his father and the glory of his holy angels. It goes on to say here in another scriptures, whoever will confess me before men I'll confess before the Father. It's not okay to be a closet Christian. You got to be willing to stand up and don't care who sees or knows. And if you, if you are ashamed of him and you won't confess Jesus in front of people, he said he won't confess you later on in front of the Father. If you've never done it before, this is the most important decision of your life. Anybody agree with this? To stand, I remember the time I was a young boy when I got up and walked the aisle and came and confessed Jesus, changed my whole life and everybody in here at some place, somewhere, they made the choice that they're not going to be ashamed of the Lord, that they're going to confess Jesus as Lord of their life. If you've never done that, uh, Singers and players, go ahead and just play softly if you would. If you've never confessed Jesus as Lord of your life, if you've never demonstrated in front of anybody that you're a Christian, you'll not find a better time and place than right now. Everybody in here is rooting for you. Is that right? They're going, man, because there's nobody who doesn't need Jesus. There's nobody who didn't somewhere, sometime, need to give their heart and life to the Lord. Everybody is in the same boat in this regard. But here is the perfect environment. Nobody will look down on you. Nobody will say, well, boy, you must have been a bad person. You need to. Everybody needs to be saved. Everybody. And so if you've never done that, I want you to take a stand today. Just by standing up, If you'd say, I haven't done this publicly, but I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to stand up here and let everybody know that I'm a believer. Would you do that? If you, thank you. Would you do that? Stand up and say, I'm going to stand up and test and and say, I am a believer. I believe in Jesus. And I, as an act of my standing up, I am submitting to his lordship. If you haven't done that, please stand up right now. I see people standing already. Stand up. Yes. You're standing up. You're saying, I'm not ashamed of Jesus. I'm not ashamed of Jesus. If you've never confessed Jesus as your Lord, I'm telling you, life is short. Heaven is real. Hell is real. Not everybody is going to heaven. If you don't give your life to the Lord, you're not going to heaven if you believe the Bible. Oh, but friend, all you got to do is what we've done. 
receive Him. Receive Him. Not be ashamed of Him. Come on, if you've never done it, others need to stand. If you've never done this, I want you to stand up and say, I'm not ashamed of Jesus. I'm standing up saying, I believe in Him. I'm standing up saying, I confess Him as Lord of my life. I want you to be even bolder yet. If you've never confessed Jesus as your Lord, or maybe at one time you did, but you got away from Him and you need to come back, I want you to be bolder yet. I want you to come down here with me where I can see you, where I can shake your hand, where I can pray. Come, come out from wherever you are and come down here in front of everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody in your seat, would you reach your hands out toward these people in love and in faith? I'm going to lead you guys in a prayer. The scripture said, if you believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead and you confess with your mouth him as Lord, you'd be saved. I'm going to lead you in that right now. Focus on him. If you would just close your eyes, focus on him. The more you focus on him and believe in him, the more you'll sense his presence right here, right now. He's the Savior. He's the Savior. If you mean it, if you believe it, pray it out loud. Father God, I believe in you. I believe in your son, Jesus, that he died on the cross, that he paid for all my sins. I believe you've raised him from the dead and he's alive right now. Jesus, I receive you. I believe in you. And in all you've done for me, I confess you as Lord of my life. And as you help me, I will follow you. Oh, thank you, Lord. Now lift your hands and thank him for hearing that prayer. And by faith, receive the changing in your heart. By faith, receive the regeneration. By faith, receive the forgiveness and cleansing and washing of the blood of the Lamb. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible said that he was made sin with your sin and paid the price for it. That means if you receive the cleansing of his blood, then you'd stand here like you've never made a mistake. It's not too good to be true. It's why he did what he did. That you, if you believe it and receive it right now, you, you can sense it as it happens to you. It's like you never committed a sin because he's paid for all of them. If you mess up tomorrow or the next day, don't run from him, run to him and admit it and say, Lord, I, I messed up. He already knows it. But then say, because of what you did, I receive forgiveness. Come on, say it out loud. I receive forgiveness. I receive total cleansing and total washing from every sin, from every failure, from every mistake. By the blood of the Lamb, I'm clean. I'm saved. Oh, hallelujah. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you.